Welcome to the 5 Seconds of Fame podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who luckily has not lost any of our microphones, Brand Siegel. How you doing? I'm doing well. Look, there's been no microphones lost here in the uh, the Small Baller Compound or the Small Baller Podcast Studio. All mics are, are live, and I've broken none, none of my mics. Uh, Felicia cannot say the same. She's broken, I think, five right i don't know four. It's up to, i it, think i think last i heard it was four maybe maybe there's another one who knows yeah there's there's a lot of broken mics going on with uh felicia but i will say she has been she's she's been one of my favorite house guests she's been just amazing to watch but nevertheless here we are back on the five seconds of fame podcast um we are talking about week one of big brother um and as we stated in our premiere episode um, the podcast is going to be a little bit different this time around because we have four members that will be rotating around. Trevor and I should be on, for the most part, every episode. I know I'm going to miss one coming up in a couple of weeks, but for the most part, Trevor and I will be on every one. Today, our third member is our other housemate. We have the, the three housemates on today, and that is, of course, the soccer encyclopedia himself, Mr. Josh Baskin. And here's the thing about Josh. Josh, this is, if we're being technical, this is your third Big Brother season you've watched. You're going to have an interesting perspective uh, as Trevor and I are more seasoned uh, watchers. But Josh, how are you doing today? You know, my perspective is always interesting, to say the least. I, I think that's what we know most about me. So, you know, like I said, fair bring, bring in, bring in a, a, a load of chaos and fun. Uh, we miss Ben, though, ultimately. I Maybe don't. not Brandon. Yeah, I don't. I always miss Ben. I don't know why anyone misses Ben. Me and ben. Trevor miss Ben. I think I miss Ben the most, though. Ben, I'm here for mm, us today. It's debatable. I'm representing both we'll of fight us. over it. Who misses Ben more? No, no okay. one misses Ben. No one misses Ben. No one cares about Ben. No one cares. I care deeply. About he's going to listen out. to this and he's going to hear this. Look, I lived with him for a very long time. Okay. And y- y- you guys don't know what I know about Ben and I hate the man. I hate him. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, Ben. I do miss you too. Um, but look, we, we, we have quite the episode to get to. We got 15 people to rank or some crazy number like that. Yeah. Um, so we got a lot to get into. So Trevor, why don't you start us with our rundown on this week? Yeah, so it was week one, you know, and I thought it was a really good week. I'm just so glad that Big Brother's back, obviously. Um, you know, this is truly my favorite TV show, I would say, just in general. I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch mainly sports. Um, but when I watch TV, Big Brother is is uh, definitely up there for me. So um, I'm excited to talk about it today and, and every week because, you know, we're going to have an episode every week, obviously, following the eviction and obviously, you know, we'll get to the eviction, but we're going to go through the week um, kind of in chronological order for the most part. Um, on the premiere episode, we obviously, which we talked about, um, but we had four noms that it was part of the twist, four nominees that there were four separate competitions. Corey, Jared, Felicia and Kirsten uh, became the nominees because they were they lost the competitions that they competed in on premiere night. Um, we then saw that Riley won HOH on the Sunday night episode. Um, so Riley had the job or the task of saving two nominees, which, you know, my initial thoughts about this HOH just in general is that I would absolutely love to win this HOH. It's fantastic. This is a great HOH to win. You're in a position to save two people. You like, you don't have to get the pressure of nominating anyone. I mean, I mean, maybe a replacement nom if if you know one of the nominees wins veto, but you get to save two people. So this is a perfect opportunity for for in this instance Riley to make inroads with the two people she's saving. Um, now, did she do that? It's eh, 
I think mix. We'll talk about how good of a job Riley did as HOH, but I think she was in such a good position from the start. Um, and I think in, in a lot of seasons we've seen first HOA just have a lot of success recently. That hasn't been quite the case, but that's mostly just cause those players were not really good players and Daniel and Frenchie. But, um, it, it, I think it's such an advantage. I, I continue to believe that if I ever was going to go into the big brother house, I would a hundred percent gun for first HOH. Cause I think it's an opportunity to set yourself up for really good success. You know, if you can have people coming to you wanting to be in an alliance as with you um it's such an advantage so um that's just for starters but uh brandon what did you kind of think about this riley winning hoh and um i don't know what, what did you think i mean would this be an hoh you'd be gunning for i i have stayed many times here on this podcast i would never try to win a competition unless i absolutely had to in a veto it'd be the only time but i would purposely throw every single competition like the great Dr. Will did. And I know what some might say. Some would be like, that's not how today's Big Brother works. And you might be right, but I feel like we need a player on one of these seasons that's like Dr. Will, and that's exactly how I would play. So I wouldn't win this one, but if I had, if you were like, Brandon, you got to try to win one of these competitions, this would be the perfect one to win. You're pretty much in a perfect scenario as HOH. Everyone's going to come to you with information. They're going to try to form alliances with you. You don't have to nominate anyone. Then on top of that, you get to save two people. And you could play it off like, look, this is what I had. I saved two people. Like, that's that's what I had to do. I did what I had to do. Yeah. Um, and in her case, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but in her case, she didn't even have to name a replacement nom. So this should have been a really great week for Riley. Like she should have been rated very highly at this point moving forward. Um, and that's what, you know, we should have happened. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll kind of get it to it a little bit. Um, you know how it didn't exactly turn out like that. I don't think she's in the worst spot of all time, but yeah, uh, I wouldn't say she, she, she didn't live up to expectations after winning this HOH. I mean, I remember after the episode, like I looked at you and I was like, this is, this is the best HOH to win. You're just in like such a good position. So, yeah. you know, we'll see, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, Josh, I want to throw this over to you. What are your thoughts on Riley, uh, winning the HOH? I mean, I think it was all right. You know, I kind of disagree in terms of like, I don't want to necessarily have HOH in terms of like the fact that, yeah, you're normally put in a position where, yes, you may be saving two people, but there's still people that are going to be upset with you. Now, naturally, that's the game. I understand that. But ultimately, um, you know, I think at the beginning of the game, I think something Suri has said multiple times to Jared, which I bet we'll touch on, is that he's talking too much. I think that, you know, you lay low, get through these first few weeks, and I think you can slide by. I mean, I understand even last year with Taylor, she was put on the block a decent amount early. But after that, she kind of rode a wave to to the very end there. So I think it's it's interesting. I'm not I was not expecting her to have the type of mindset that she does in terms of thinking further down the line starting week one. So that's kind of like I said, my my first I gotcha. Thoughts. So Josh, oh, I have like, I have like six wants, things to say. Josh wants to lay low early yeah. on. So you're you're trying to, you know, go under the radar, and then you want to kind of strike near the end, like. And like it might even represent in some of my ratings, but like I think sometimes like no screen time can like can be a good thing too, you know. It it it's can early on for possibly. sure, but this would this HOH literally has no blood on their hands. They didn't put anyone up, so, so that's the and like I that's just, why this would have been perfect yeah, but to like win. Still, though, you're you're in a position where ultimately there's going to be one normally person gunning for you after that. You know what I mean? If they make it past that, uh, you know, uh, it could have been. Yeah, if you play it right in this situation, you right, could but have. It's, but it's tough to play right. 
Um, this this would have been this would have been so, a pretty easy I one. Think to get right. The game's tough. The so, game's tough. It's all I tough. I think if I was gonna um, play devil's advocate to myself and kind of go along with uh, what Josh is saying, I think part of it also is like self awareness. I think you could go in the house and you might think. You know what? I I don't believe in my ability to handle this first HOH well. So let let me just kind of get to know people. Let me kind of you know t- certainly talk to people and maintain relationships because regardless, that's very important. Um, but maybe you know having that pressure and having the responsibility isn't the best thing for certain people. And the other thing too, you know, I'm I'm not as an experienced viewer, so you know I understand if. I know Brandon said he's got like six things to say. He always has something to say. So regardless, I'll, I'll take it with a grain of salt and, and continue <laughs> moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So Riley ultimately decided to save Corey and Jared. Um, and on the episode, it, it kind of like they show basically Jared was always going to be saved. Jared very early on had a good relationship with Riley um, was pretty much cool with, you know, pretty much everyone in the house. So Jared was definitely going to be saved. That was a lock. Originally, um, because Corey was actually, he went to the, they call it the nether region. He was out of the, he was not in the house for like a good, I think a good hour and a half, maybe two hours. So he was not in there able to do like introductions. Well, he, he did come in like midway through, but he wasn't in there at first, which was a pretty, I mean, a pretty big disadvantage for Corey. Corey initially seemed like he might be the target, but I think Corey did a really good job and they showed a, a little snippet of it in that Sunday episode, but Corey had a one-on-one conversation in the HOH room with Riley, where he was in a situation where he was going to be on the block with Kirsten and Felicia was going to be saved. Um, but Corey did a really good job convincing Riley, um, that he should not be the pawn and that Felicia would be because everyone loves Felicia. Felicia is never going to be evicted. Basically she, you know, and Corey basically made the argument of like, well, yes, Riley, I, I feel good about you and like I, I can trust you, but I don't know if the other house guests are, are necessarily going to save me. I, how am I supposed to know that for sure? And I just think he did a really good job of, you know, kind of helping to convince Riley to keep him off the block and, and not be as a pawn so that they could, you know, the goal of their plan obviously was to get out Kirsten. Um, and I just think it was very impressive what he did. The show, I, I think, could have done a better job of capturing that. Um, so just wanted to throw that out there for people who don't follow the feeds, don't follow spoilers. I was impressed by Corey um, in that moment. Brandon, did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, we didn't get, uh, in my opinion, a pretty big review and it built trust between Riley and Corey was when Corey admitted to Riley that her, his brother has played Survivor. Um, and we didn't get that on the episode. I, I wanted to note that, um, because that seemed like a little bit of a turning point in Riley's mind, uh, when I like went back and watched that clip. So I, I wish they showed that, um, but Corey, he has done a good job getting himself. He did, excuse me. He did a good job getting himself out the block. We're going to see how he does moving forward. We had one really weird conversation with Corey where Corey went to Riley and just like told her like everything that was going on in the house. Cause he like tried getting recruited by the other side. And it was a, a weird conversation. Very mm. weird conversation. I don't even think I remember that one. Yeah, oh, it was, <laughs> Maybe you could talk about it. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> there's he's been like, a lot that's happened. There's <laughs> been so much. This was a, a, a crazy week on feeds. I, I've been like sent and seen so many clips that I'm like, this is gold. Yeah. Um, but th- So let me get a little more into this conversation quickly here. I'm going to sum it up pretty quick. He basically went to Riley and like explained how like they're both in a really good position and how 
uh, like the other side of the house. And he, he, he told, uh, he told her like all the people on that side of the house. And then like, like was like very overbearing. It was like, when, when was this? Was this, this like was, after, was this like before the veto or after the veto? This was after veto. I think it was okay. Monday. Okay. So this Sunday. was, okay. So this was him exposing the professors, yeah. which we will talk about. Yeah. Which he um, didn't really need to do. He should have just kept that information to himself. I don't know why he was doing that. But he like, hmm. trust, yeah, I don't even remember this. Yeah, but like she was already past. Like he just didn't need to but, do it. But still, like, he already built the trust. He didn't need to do it. Yeah, he should have kept that information to himself, especially since they were trying to recruit him in. I I totally, I either didn't know that happened or I forgot it happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. Um, so Corey, in that moment, at least in the moment with Riley before Noms, did a good job. Um, so those were the Noms. It was Felicia and Kirsten. Felicia being the pawn. Kirsten's the target. Now, they kind of showed us a little bit of this on Sunday's episode. Kirsten went around. She had theories. She was really just, it, it's just a classic case of playing too hard, too fast. And th- and again, I, I need to be clear when I say that because you can play hard, um, but you can't be too messy. You, you need to be careful what you're saying to certain people. Um, and I think Kirsten... I, I don't think she really knew the game that well coming into it. I don't think she was like a big super fan like a lot of the other house guests are. This is a cast full of big fans. Kirsten was not really one of them. So she went around throwing out theories about different alliances that she thinks were forming. She had that Phalanx 5 alliance that she was part of that I think she started basically that she then went around and told other people about that weren't in the alliance. She also basically mentioned on little to no merit that there was an all guys alliance which included the people in the uh there were have nots that didn't exist that really wasn't a thing i mean they they might have talked and got along but she was kind of assuming and just spreading that as if hey this is an alliance watch out and that got her in trouble particularly with uh i would say jared um initially who started kind of uh putting this on other people's radars i think jared's probably the first person that I think put this target on Kirsten. Um, Felicia um, also had a conversation with uh, Riley in the HOH room, which also helped put the target on Kirsten's back. Um, But initially it seemed like Kirsten was going to be aligned with, you know, uh, Jared, maybe Suri, maybe Felicia. And she quickly lost that trust with them. So she made some mistakes for sure. Um, But again, I think being again, this not this nom twist, I, I did not like in the first place. Uh, being one of these four noms was a disadvantage in the start, but Kirsten obviously did not help herself there. Um, a couple alliances that we saw formed as well after noms. We obviously saw the buildup with the handful, the five-person alliance, which originated with um, three people in the core. It was Jag. So Jag and Riley, they made their final two. They were tight right off the bat. They seemed to make an instant connection Riley and Jag, you know, they were talking um, a lot of strategy and stuff. And then they were also really close with Blue. I don't think the episode necessarily outlined this, but Blue was very tight with those three. They were kind of like uh, a three-person thing. Like, we're going to go to the end. We're going to be in the final three. I think they might have had a name for the final three. I don't remember it. But then they decided... Actually, this was Jag's plan. And I think Jag, although... Um, he might be in a tough spot now. I think he has a really good mind for the game because he kind of instantly recognized, hey, I want to make this alliance structure, right, where I am at the center of the core, sort of like an onion. It's kind of like 
the term like an onion alliance. And what that means basically is that you are at the center of the core. At the end of the day, you have the advantage. So Jag basically said, okay, I'm going to have a final three with Riley in blue, and I'm going to try to be closer with each of those people. So I'm going to have a final two with blue. I'm going to have a final two with Riley. And then those three decided together, okay, let's bring in two more people. Let's make the handful. That's the final five. They brought in Matt and Cameron. Now, after they had the five, they decided, okay, let's expand this to eight. So they said, okay, well, who would who would be the three people we're going to bring in the eight? They decided Corey, America, and Jared. Corey being included in this, I think, was, I think, partially due to that relationship Corey made with Riley that Brandon and I touched on. And then Jared, obviously, they felt good about in America, another person that they felt good about. Um, the problem with how they formed this was not in the initial five. I think they did a good job of making it seem like everyone was making it together. But the problem when you expand these alliances out is that you can't make people feel like you're bringing them into something that's already formed, which is what they did with Corey, Jared and America. Um, they essentially went to both Corey and Jared separately and basically said, Hey, we have this thing already. We want to bring you in. And you can't do that because from Corey and Jared's perspective in, in America, I'm, I'm assuming as well. Um, I know, I know Corey and Jared definitely because they went and told other people, um, how they felt about this, but you kind of Corey and Jared instantly recognized, Hey, we're at the bottom of this thing. We are not, they made a five. They're bringing me in. And that's not good because if they know they're at the bottom, they, they could easily just look for other alliances. They can look for other opportunities. And it's partially what they Jared certainly has done. Corey, to some extent, he's kind of playing both sides, but that's what they do. So that's where they made the mistake. And that's also, as I transition here, part of why this alliance is completely known. It's completely out there. Everyone knows about this family-style alliance, this eight-person alliance, which is where... Riley, which is where her HOH reign kind of went wrong. The fact that she helped build this alliance and everyone knows about it. You you know, you can't do that. You got to let the alliance remain tight. Um, but Brendan, what, what are some of your thoughts about this? Kind of how this spilled? Obviously, the other part that I didn't mention is that Sari is Jared's mom. So obviously, that's another thing that they didn't know, including Jared and the alliance, obviously. It's kind of hard to get around that, but nevertheless, they did a bad job of kind of forming this eight-person alliance. Yeah, so two things here I, I think are important to note. One is the way they formed it was just terrible, and the way that they – we saw in the episode, they, like, brought everyone in, and, like, the way they talked about it, it was so clear that those three people were on the bottom, um, and that that's obviously as a mess. The second thing is they were so obvious with this alliance. They, like, basically only hang out with each other. Yes. Um, and like, that's what they've yeah. done the whole time. Felicia called it out. On that yeah. Episode. Felicia and red both called it out. Yeah. Um, so they also knew. So like kind of everyone knew very quickly, like all these young people are just all together and they made it so obvious. And that put a, that then put a big target on Riley's back. Um, and I think like, uh, you know, like moving forward, she's going to be in, in some trouble a little bit. Um, because she kind of is maybe not per se the head of the alliance, but she was HOH when the alliance She's was formed. She's perceived as the head She's of it. She's perceived as the head of the alliance. So yeah. those are the the two things that I think are are the biggest thing to note about Riley and then the formation of this alliance. This is where I'd lay low. I mean, well, you gotta be in alliances, Josh. You can't just sit there no, and do but, nothing. But what I'm saying but is, don't like, be for Riley got let the power get to her head. You know, she got sloppy. 
now she's in the position she's in. If you stay low, if you lay low, like someone else did, maybe they're just part of the the following. They, well, like they have someone no like, attachment. I mean, in previous years, especially more recently, being HOH is is a big deal, very important. That was at the previous start. years, no, like recently. Mm-hmm. It's, Don't be talking. We talking about Big Brother twenty five. Like- but <laughs> Riley also made some bad decisions, not because she was HOH, just because she made bad decisions because of her personality. Like the way they talked to other people about the alliance yeah. was a mess. They, they would have. Yeah. She would have done that if anyone else in the alliance was HOH. Like I don't think that's because she was HOH. I mean, just just to give you one example, I don't think they showed this on. I don't know if they showed this on the episode or not. Felicia straight up asked uh, Riley who she was working with. This was in the bathroom. This might have been like, I don't know, like Sunday or Monday. This was, I think, post veto, I want to say. But anyway, they were in the bathroom. It was uh, Sari, uh, Riley, and Felicia. And Felicia straight up says, so Riley, who are you working with? And and Riley essentially just told her, like, oh, uh, well, I, I'm tight with Jack. I like blue. Like, she pretty much told her. He told a person she's <laughs> not aligned with all the alliances she is. I just think, like, it's not that Riley is, like, a, a terrible player, but she's also not a good player. Like, I think she happened to win HOH, and then she's not that great of a player. She could have put herself in a really, really, really great position, and she just, like, kind of didn't. But I don't think that's... I look at it as a double-edged sword, because obviously, like, we... I don't know if we'll get to it, but, like, we obviously, you know, like, with Jared in it and not Sari, like, they're still going to find out that info regardless. I think yeah. it means something, though, that Riley didn't lie about it, though, because maybe they'll look at that as, like, oh, like... Like they were already gonna know that info regardless. Oh. Well, they did not. But they were. But they were. <laughs> that is going not how to. they viewed it. <laughs> but they were going to. Like Jared, like when with him and Sari on on different sides, it would have gotten yeah. through regardless. And Sari's smart enough to know that like she'll have to let them know as well. So not maybe not everything, but at least something. Mm-hmm. I just think Riley just like overall, especially like the second half of the week, just played super sloppy. Which he would just ended up being yeah. a little bit sloppy. Got too comfortable. Um, which frankly, everyone in the alliance was too comfortable, like way too comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's really tricky. This is why personally, I'm just going to speak for for myself. If I was in the big brother house, this is why personally, I'd be really hesitant if I was first HOH to want to have an eight person alliance. I don't think I'd want to do that. I, I, I feel like, like with being HOH, you should just let the alliances come to you. Don't be the yeah. former of the alliance. Like, she she conceivably could have been in, like, three alliances, like, big alliances by the end of the week and, like, had legitimate, like, options. But she kind of chose to, like, f- you know, be a part of this one alliance and then just, like, head-on take it, which just, like, it just shows, like, inexperience. Like, and that's what yeah. I was going to ask is how often or frequent is it for an alliance this big to get together so early? I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's common. pretty common. This happens every year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very common. There's it's always a big common. alliance by day Cause like, four. Cause, well, because last year the the big alliances weren't until like at least two or three evictions. Um, no, no, there, no they were at the start. There was one. Sure? I think it just kind of fell apart pretty quickly. Yeah. Right? So normally, what happens is there's big alliances. They kind of similar to probably what's going to happen at this one, where like the, it will probably be there's five three, of them. There's three extra people in the alliance, and they all know they're not really in it. Like, they, they understand that they are the bottom of the totem pole for this alliance. So, like, it's not – this alliance will still hold. It will still have an amount of merit. But for those three people, it will not have nearly as much merit. So this is just yep. what happens with big alliances in general. There's always people that are towards the bottom, and there's going to be people that are in a, an inner alliance inside of that. So I think, like, people who are, like, more – self-aware in the game understand something like that so someone like Corey, i think really gets that 
Um, I think mm-hmm. Jared does too. Not that Jared doesn't, but I think Corey specifically has, he's such a big fan of like all this type of stuff where like he immediately knew he's like, okay, I'm, I'm not like actually in this line. It's like he is in, in, in title, but not really. So I think he's a, like for a vote, essentially. He's, he's kind of a placeholder. Yeah. yeah I think that's kind of reasonable. And like, if yeah. he wins, they're going to be like, Oh, we're look at our Alliance. Um, mm-hmm. but like, you know, is there big information sharing happening between like, like Jag and Corey? Not really. Um, so I, I think this, this happens every year. There's always these big alliances, seven, eight, nine people. Um, we saw at a point in time, I don't know if it was, uh, Felicia or someone else, someone wanted to form like a 12 person alliance and that quickly was like completely. Well, the family style, this eight person, they, they kept talking about wanting to add people to it. And, uh, I mean, it's eight at the end of the day, but there were discussions like that. Um, yeah, number one, because I think every time someone would come and talk to Riley one on one, she wanted to include them pretty like she was just she felt like all the conversations were going well um, and she wanted to include them. This, this isn't that important, though. Yeah, let's move um, on. Let's get to other important stuff. Um, so that kind of happens. Jared um, tells Sari. So after Jared's included, Jag talks to Jared, basically, you know, brings him in. Um, kind of, you know, again, mistakenly says, Hey, this thing's already formed. Uh, do you want to be a part of it? Type thing. Jared tells Sari, this is when obviously, you know, slowly but surely it starts spreading. And again, other house guests, as we said, already had, you know, suspected it could be like Felicia, maybe red. Right. Um, so the Alliance is known it's, it's fully a thing. So now the other side, now knowing it has to basically say, okay, this is an alliance. We know these eight people. How can we start gathering numbers to counter this? And that's essentially what they did. You know, Sari, uh, Felicia, um, Heisem, Izzy. Um, I don't even remember who else. Um, but they Bowie was part of it. She was brought in the alliance. Red was part of it. This professor's alliance, which I technically I think includes seven people, they started coming up with the numbers to form this counter alliance. And it became essentially um, uh, a race to see who could get more numbers because if you notice, I haven't really mentioned a lot of the Kirsten thing because it was pretty much a foregone conclusion all week that Kirsten was going home. Yeah. I mean, they, they were preparing for the, the, this Alliance war by, by Saturday after the veto, it was a foregone conclusion after Heisem won it. Kirsten was going home and they were preparing for the war of these two alliances um, to get as many numbers as possible. And then, you know, yeah, go to war with the alliances. So that's why I'm not really mentioning the Kirsten stuff. It, it was just it was such a foregone conclusion that she was going home. It was so early too, like so early. It was so early. Um, I mean, almost immediately after like. Even before Vito, like it was like before Vito, I, I think it, it was pretty much as long as she didn't win, she was going home. Yeah, like um, no one was gonna save her or anything. So like it was, I mean, like on Sunday, like <laughs> yeah, it, it's been known for four days that she's going. It home. didn't seem like it. The the only person that was really trying to make an effort for like, America. hey, we should, yeah, we should save Kirsten was America. Um, person who does not have a lot of power in the house, which I think for America it was probably a good good thought, but no one else really. I think for family style in general, they could have pulled in Kirsten, um, but they didn't really uh, want to try to. Um, so, yeah, anyway. So the professor's forms, it's kind of like this counter alliance. 
Um, and then you have a couple people in the middle, right? Jared, you know, he's part of family style, but he's obviously not loyal to them. He's he's running all the information to Izzy, to Sari, to Felicia um, about everything that's going on. And Corey, also knowing he's at the bottom, is fully playing both sides. I mean, he had uh, a, a really interesting conversation with Jared that I wish they would have shown on the episode. Um, basically saying like, hey, we're at the bottom, dude. What, what, what are we going to do about this? Um, and it was just really interesting. Corey and Jared, I hope that they work together. I really do. I, I would like to see Corey and Jared, what what they could do in this game. They're both big fans. Um, it was interesting because Corey's obviously a big super fan and he had a conversation with Suri about Survivor and all that stuff. And he had a conversation with Jared about like how Suri was this great player and Jared um, basically played it off of like, really? She really, she was a good player. It, it was a great conversation. Um, probably my favorite of the entire week and they didn't show it on the show. I'm pretty upset about it. But anyway, um, that happened. I mentioned the veto Heisem, uh won and then we kind of get to the end, but um, yeah, Josh, is there some kind of a thought that you had? I just, think the conversation Corey had with Sari just didn't help him. No, it did not. Like it just <laughs> Sari I don't, I don't, right I don't even know why. Like he he was so easily sought out. Yeah, you just fanboyed. Like, the first yeah. thing she said was like, "Boy, like you know how good I am. Like why are you telling me? Like yeah. worry about yourself." Like Yeah. It was just very interesting to see because yeah. it's the typical like what you're saying like, "I'm not fanboying, but like I am fanboying." I mean, he just completely like, fanboyed. He he left the game for like 10 minutes in that yeah. conversation. He did. He just I fanboyed. Just, it was just something I Which saw great. that I was just like, "Eh, not, Like if I went and asked with Dr. Will, I would do this. It's same. tough not to. I would. I feel like well, I would lie. have the urge to. I I don't know. It, it's tough. Um, but yeah, that that conversation was fun. Obviously, Corey should not have, you know, done done all the fanboying. Also, did it in the cool but, room, but I still think beds and stuff. I thought that was also fun. that room yeah. stinks. <laughs> I think from Cerie's perspective, the way she thinks about Corey is that she's very wary of Corey because she knows he's such a big fan, and I think she's always going to be worried that he might target her or. So I think Suri's going to have that in the back of her mind. And even though she's not going to target Corey now, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, I think there's other people that she would much rather target um, that are part of family style, like a Cameron, like a, uh, um, I would say Cameron, or maybe even like a Jag or a Blue. Maybe, really not Riley, because they've had good conversations. But anyway, I, I think Corey will just be someone that's on her radar. Um, what else happened that was important? Well, we got to the vote. Kirsten was evicted. Um, a few other things that happened. Um, just Izzy in general being Izzy. Just like, <laughs> she's so fun to watch on feed. Just clips of Izzy. She is very outgoing. She's very expressive. And it's, he is, it's entertaining. She is very overbearing. She'll say exactly how she feels at any moment. She wears her emotions um, on her sleeve. It's very fun to watch. Um, <laughs> but she also is kind of messy and... Honestly, I think uh, is is one of the biggest ways Suri's game can go wrong because I think she um, willingly just I don't know she she's done a few things this week that I'm like and I think Suri was a little upset but things that are probably not good for Suri's game so yeah and, and maybe for Jared's too but anyway that was happening um, another storyline I don't think we saw Heisem just for no reason hates Corey he just. He just kind of hates him. I don't know. Um, you can go look up clips if you wanted to see that. 
and then Cameron, Cameron's wild behavior. It wasn't really shown on feed. So Cameron, who is part of family style, he's, he's part of the handful. He's part of the five Cameron, for some reason wants to, um, I don't know if he wants to play both sides or what, but he willingly told, um, I forget who it was that he told, I think it was Izzy. He told Izzy about the entire Alliance, which Izzy already knew. But he willingly told uh, Izzy about the entire alliance, what he's doing. I'm not sure why Cameron is playing quite a strange game right now. But the point is, Cameron seems to be trying to play both sides, but also simultaneously trying to protect Riley. It's a lot to explain. Um, hopefully, they'll talk about it more in the episode on Sunday. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but anyway, I think that's pretty much all the important stuff um, before we get into the ratings. Brandon, is there anything else I missed? Anything else you want to talk about? Maybe that we didn't get on episodes that you think is pretty important? Um, no, I, I think we hit, we hit like the couple things I really wanted to mention. There's so, I mean, we could talk about this for hours. There was Lu- so much. I mean, Luke got kicked out, obviously. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's not really much more to talk about. He's yeah. gone. And, and, um, and the thing is like, Luke was completely useless he, in the house. He, like, he was terrible. He was on, not a good player. He was not in the alliances. On the he alliance. didn't map, talk strategy. Look at this. There's, there, he's not connected to a single alliance. I couldn't, when <laughs> I saw terrible. that, I was like, wait, really? He wasn't he was connected terrible. to anything. He was yeah. just bad. He wasn't bringing anything to the show. So, uh, yeah, good good that they got him out. I'm glad. Um, you know, it kind of goes without saying. Glad he's out. But, yeah, I think. Um, I if, think it's rankings time. All right, rankings time. Let's get into it. All right, so we're going to start, and as we always do in alphabetical order. So here's how we're going to do the rankings this year, because we're kind of switching our third uh, co-host on this, on this uh, season here. Um, we're going to have, and this is all linked below. We're going to have all of our information, the draft, uh, what we rated all the players, all the stats and everything um, is going to be uh, in the description down below. So go click that if you want to see all of our rankings uh, as we're reading them out or whatever the case may be. Um, so we start in alphabetical order and we're going to start with America. Um, so America, I wouldn't say had I mean, definitely not the, the world's worst week, uh, but not a great one either. Um, so I, I gave her a four. This probably is a modest rating. Uh, for her, uh, she didn't do a ton. Would have been nice if she could have saved Kirsten. That definitely would have helped her a little bit. Um, I don't like particularly think she's in any alliances outside of family style. Um, so America kind of slid by this week doing not a lot. Yeah, that's my opinion of her. So four for America. Okay, so four. So and then also throughout the ratings, um, I'm gonna kind of talk about. I'm gonna at least give like my thoughts on. The plans that people have for this upcoming week, like if they were to win HOH. So I'll just as I go through, I'll, I'll mention anything that's important um, that, that, you know, we could be thinking about. So with America, um, she's obviously part of the Family Style Alliance, but she's near the bottom. She seems to be, from what I've seen, pretty loyal to it. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little surprised that she's as loyal to it as she seems to be. Um, I think she she's uh, she's not gonna be a target, right? Like in her alliance, the people that are most in danger are probably Riley, um, number one, because she's perceived as the head of this alliance. And even though I don't know if she necessarily is, but she's kind of perceived as a big threat to a lot of people. Um, I think potentially Jag, potentially Blue, 
um, and maybe Cameron. Um, I think those are all threats ahead of America on her side of the alliance. So I, I don't see her in short-term danger, uh, but long-term, she hasn't been super active in the game. She hasn't really been a player that's been talked about. She hasn't been in a lot of the strategic conversations just in general, and she's not really making, she's not going out of her way to make efforts with people on the other side. Um, I don't really know if she's talked game with a lot of other people on the other side like a jared or a sari or an izzy whoever like i i don't really think she's done that which is not good you need to be talking to people outside of your alliance too you need to be forming those relationships so you know it, i she's safe right now and i think people like her just personally for sure she's you know people like her but in terms of the game i don't know if a lot of people are going to feel like they trust her fully if she's not talking game with them. So I gave America a five kind of just right in the middle there um, for week one. Um, yeah, she needs She just needs to be more active. She needs to be talking with other people outside of her alliance. I have her as a five as well. Same, same thing. I didn't think, you know, like I was mentioning a few bits of screen time, nothing too crazy, nothing great, but also nothing too detrimental. Five. Fair enough. Let's keep it moving along here and go next to blue. Um, blue actually has put up a good structure for herself. If their side wins, well, frankly, the other side, I don't see her being the first one the other side targets. She would be one of the first couple people, but probably not the number one target for the other side of the house. Um, I ended up giving blue a five. I could easily give that like a five and a half too. I, I feel like she has been playing above average so far, but not like crazy. She hasn't done anything super, super nuts that has put her in like this, like propel her into a great position, but she's in a, a, a solid alliance. She's in the core of that alliance um, and uh, being a part of family style and the handful and crowd control um, going from largest to biggest. Uh, so it's a five for me from blue Trevor. Yeah, so I, I gave Blue a four. I think initially the first couple weeks, or first couple weeks, for first couple days, it seemed like she was doing pretty well. I, I you know I liked that she was being active and she was in uh, this core, you know, the three with Jared or Jag and um, Riley. So I liked what she was doing, and she seemed to be making other relationships. She seemed to have a decent relationship with Jared. Um, she seemed to have a pretty good relationship with Heisam and Izzy initially. But I think that started to change <clears throat> over the past couple of days. Um, she's also been pretty messy. Again, j just like the example I gave with Riley earlier, where she's kind of uh just telling people who she's aligned with blue is doing kind of a similar type of thing um which just in general for this whole alliance is not good but she's been pretty messy she's been active but she's been messy so i gave blue a four i think she's in a little bit more danger than america so i, I think that hurt her but yeah i i have blue to four i have her at five as well five I, uh, I think that okay. she was she was actually almost on the fringe of of a of a five like you said like a five and a half six um but in terms of of blue you know being one of my characters as well i'm not gonna you know, like look too far into it i know trevor you're like the the fortune teller over here with with all your predictions and stuff or like what you see for the future as well but in terms of that um yeah i have her as a five possibly five and a half six but i think she's doing all right like trevor was saying you know somewhat of a social butterfly no one seems to really have any issues with her or anything but also not doing anything insanely great mm -hmm. next up we have bowie trevor i'll let you start yeah bowie so 
people people really like Bowie and that that's good for her, right? Like she's a likable person. Uh, I think short term, no one's targeting her. No, no one's going to try to target Bowie. So that's good for her. she I think can be in the game for a while. However, uh, she's not really involved in a lot of the strategic conversations and I don't really think she knows the game that well. Um, I, I don't know how many Big Brother US seasons she's watched, but she just, in general, doesn't really seem to know the game. And that has me worried for her. That's what I was worried about before the season in general. And I think it's kind of only confirmed what I already thought. Um, so I'm going to give Bowie a three and a half. Um, just, I, I just don't feel good about her ability to win the game. Again, she's likable. So she can go far. I don't know if she's going to be a target, but I, it's it's just tough to see where her winning comes into play. So three and a half. I, I think Bowie is perfectly described by the one singular alliance she is a part of, which we saw on the show, where the second they started to talk strategy, she's like, I'm I'm going to leave, but count me in. I'm going to leave. Yeah, um, it's a three and a half for me. I think there's no way Bowie wins this game. Unfortunately, I drafted her. And I, I don't think she's, I think she's a smart um woman like for sure um and she is likable which is really really great uh she seems to have no clue how to play the game at all uh three and a half for me i'm not impressed with her after one week just wrap up bowie for us i gave her a five you gave her a five you got any explanation that um i think she did the hardest part of her game already and that was getting past the (laughs) part of getting people to like her you know, she's a bit older than most of the people, and I know that that was one of her worries. If she's fitting in with people, I think that, you know, for her, that might make her be a bit more comfortable. It's the first week, you know, we'll see what happens. But I don't think she's done, you know, anything, like, horribly bad. Now, I understand there's other things, but in terms of, you know, what I've seen, I just think it's about mid, so. All right, we'll move along here to Cameron. Um, weird week for Cameron. He's been saying some weird stuff, doing some weird stuff. Um, to me, he doesn't seem like that connected. Um, he really, frankly, is just in the handful. Um, and he's close with Red and he's, uh, for whatever reason. Um, but he, uh, I gave him a three. Just, I just don't conceivably see him even coming close to winning this game. Um, which bumped his rating down for me a little bit. In terms of his play this week, it was not good. I wouldn't give it a zero. Um, He's in some amount of alliances. Um, But his winability, and I I think he'll be out before jury, (laughs) almost certainly. Uh, So Cameron got a three for me, which I think is my lowest score. I I have less faith in him than Bowie, I think. Is that unreasonable? What do you think? No, I think it's still, I think I agree. Um, I gave Cameron a three as well. and I, I just this is this is why I'm upset with production, right? Because I feel like if if you're listening to our podcast right now and you don't you're like you don't look at spoilers, you don't watch the feeds, you probably are like, why? Why? What do you talk? What do you mean yep. Cameron's been weird? What do you, What are you talking about? I haven't seen this on the episodes. I don't know, Brandon. I'm like, like how, like what? How far into this Cameron thing should I go? Because I don't really. If I start talking about what Cameron's done this week, I don't know if there's going to be an end to it. I feel like I'm going to be here for two hours. If you want your answer, I have him as a six. 
What, what, Josh, why are you giving for what reason do you camera say he, 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 he for, for what spoilers. Trevor said? If you don't watch spoilers, if you don't keep up with it, you're gonna he think that on the episode. How do you give him above a five? You barely you didn't did we even hear him he talk got, on the episode? He, he got into one of the he's core five people and no one sees him as a target. This week he's a six. It's the exact opposite. Almost everyone sees him as a target. There's a lot of people that are targeting him. So okay, so I'll try to make this quick. Um the first thing is that Cameron Again, this this wasn't shown, but it happened like three days ago now. It it should have feasibly been on the episode. Um, so this isn't like a. I mean, it's a spoiler technically, but like it already like it happened. It happened three days ago. It happened before Kirsten was evicted. So it's important. So Cameron, he he wants to play both sides for some reason he kind of wants to jump ship of this well he's still sort of with family style but he kind of wants to jump ship because i think he sees that it's imploding um so he went to izzy he told izzy about the entire alliance um and stuff like that and he kind of you know talked about potentially like wanting to work on their side and i think izzy was like well here i'll i'll I'll, um, you know, set up a conversation with like you and Suri or something, which this is part of what Izzy should not be saying that that's not good for Suri's game, basically making it seem like Suri's the ringleader of the alliance. I'm sure Suri did not like that. But regardless, Cameron is kind of playing both sides. And then after he had this conversation, um, he he went back to Riley later in the day and he told Riley that he exposed their entire alliance. He, he told Riley that he told everyone on the other side, he told Suri, he told Izzy, he told them that he exposed the entire alliance. Now, poor Riley, during this conversation, Riley was just like, just like overwhelmed. And I, I feel bad for Riley because this guy, Cameron, he is a strange character and he is actively tanking. Well, I mean, again, I, Riley wasn't, isn't exactly playing this week that well. Uh, anyway, but he's actively hurting their games, and I don't think he's helping his own either um, because the way he had a conversation then with like some of the Professor's Alliance, basically saying how he wanted to you know, be a part of their alliance and he wanted to help them. They had a big group conversation like with most of the professors and Cameron um, and talking about how he wanted to be a part of it. But also simultaneously, Cameron wants to save Riley. He he wants to bring Riley into the alliance essentially as well. Um, so it's a confusing mess to say the least. It's hard to explain it's so confusing. Um, but the point is, is that Cameron now because of this is already rubbing people the wrong way from the professors like Suri, who actively wants to target him like Nicole, who does not like Cameron and wants to target him. Izzy hates Cameron again. Izzy's very expressive. She'll say exactly how she feels. She's she either loves you or she hates you. Izzy Izzy hates Cameron. It seems like Izzy like it seems like you would think that Cameron just destroyed her entire family like one day and she's never forgotten it. That's how much Izzy hates Cameron. Yeah. You would like never believe that someone that met someone else eight days before hates another human so much. Yeah. So anyway, that, that's kind of my Cameron spiel. Um, I, I don't want to I don't go too deep in this because we'll be here all day. But I, I gave Cameron the three. Uh, Josh uh, gave him a six. 
Um, that's a wild score. But again, even, even if this none of this was true, and all you got was what was on the episode, giving someone a six episode, that did nothing. The episode didn't really. Yeah, yeah. it didn't show him anything. I, I don't yeah. know. How you, so I, it didn't seem to me like he was like in a, a bad position. Be, a five would be reads. doing nothing is also not great. So having it one more above what you would have thought is bad. Well, six implies that he's it's playing fine. above average. It's fine. Um, I'm, I'm going off of like vibes. a week by week basis no. <laughs> here. No, I'm serious. Like, I don't think he's going to be gone by the end of the he, week. He's my lowest rated player. That if if the other if like nine of the people in HOH, he'd be probably going home. He, yeah, I I think he could be in some trouble. We'll see. We'll see who wins HOH. Um, next up we have here is Corey. Um, Corey, again, I, I've talked about, I, I like what Corey's, well, again, Corey was at, at a disadvantage immediately because he lost his competition. He was dragged into the nether region. He was literally not in the house for the first hour where people were getting to know each other. I mean, that's, that's a huge disadvantage. Big. He comes in, it seems like he's going to be the target. And then Kirsten kind of, um, you know, with all these theories basically makes herself the target where, like, I think Corey was the default target because he was not in the house, basically. And then just by default, he was the target. It became Kirsten, but Corey was still going to be the pawn. He talked himself off the block. I was impressed by that. I think that Corey, he's kind of playing both sides, and he needs to be careful with that. I think that I would like to see him um, just really, he needs to deepen relationships with certain people on the professor side. I, I think he... It's tricky because I think people know he's playing both sides, right? But I think that he needs to try to get close with a couple people. Again, it can't really be Jared and Sari because they're always going to pick each other. So it's got to be someone else. It's got to be like a Nicole or I'm not sure. It's got to be someone else, though. And he's got to really develop relationships and try to create his own thing here. But I've been impressed by Corey. I think he has a lot of ability in the game. He's already demonstrated that. I gave Corey a six. I feel good about him. Um, so that is what I gave him. What, what do you think, Brandon? Um, so Corey, I gave a four and a half. Um, I, I think there was a lot of good stuff that he did. But I feel like his position in the house is kind of at a weird point. And he has done some things as well, like the, the the situation I described earlier with Riley, that, like, I just feel like he's, like, a little explosive, and, like, there's going to be one day he just does the wrong thing randomly. So maybe I'm a little biased because I just don't really like him. Um, but for for me, Corey got a four and a half. I probably should have had it um, a little bit higher than that. Um, but four and a half for Corey. I also think, like, he's not a he's not an immediate target. Like, he's not... That is a good point. I You know what? I'm going to raise mine to a five and a half, because you, you make a good point. He is not an immediate target for at least two or three weeks. I don't think for anyone. Yeah. Um, maybe Heisim. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Heisim. <laughs> if Heisim <laughs> wins, perhaps he's in... Perhaps. I, I would put his rating lower. Heisim hates him. Um, But I'm, I'm going to bump mine up to a five and a half. Don't let me forget to do that. What do you think, Josh? He's a three. He's my second Dude, most rated player. Hold on. Hold on. You have Cameron at a six. In, yeah. In, you have... Because Corey picked a dogfight with the strongest person in the house. Who? Sari. He didn't pick a dogfight He didn't pick a dogfight. What are you talking about? He's getting... He's biting too much than he can chew. Even he though he's my player. Her. Yeah, but Sari don't like it. Yeah, but Sari wouldn't target him. She just said he, he, he has to okay, be watched. Okay, yeah. His, he, Sari's stalking his, her prey right now. <laughs> You, is, you're putting too much stock in one nah. conversation. <laughs> Corey's. I almost had him at a two. He's a three. Oh, okay. He's my that's second a, lowest rated. That's a he's grossly, my second lowest rated player. It's a grossly low rating for him. Why? He's I on the outside of two was, alliances. He's flip flopping. 
He hasn't had a great but conversation with Sari. He's playing the middle. Yeah, he's playing the middle. Yeah. Isn't that like exactly that what you out. said? That could work, work out for some really good. Isn't that like your no, whole you're, thing? You're, you got to be looking at like. Uh, well, I don't want to say any other people yet. We'll we'll go on. We'll continue. All right. I thought that was your strategy. I feel like you would have had Corey he, really high. He's not laying low. He 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 is. No, That's he's like, not. He's not uh, like a direct. He's super for fanning to the person that he's saying he's not super fanning. But Sari's not in a power position right now. Then why do people think she's in a power position? Because she's in control of everything. <laughs> so she is in a power position. No, but she can't like make executive decisions. Like she's not. Right. Then why is then why is Izzy saying she can make executive decisions? No, Izzy didn't say that. Well, Izzy just Izzy. loves Sorry. She's implying none of this. Yeah. None of this Izzy, works against. Izzy's doing the exact same thing Corey is, yeah, but just so, to a worse so, degree. So, <laughs> like she's like just like fan. What you don't think so? I think we should move on to the next. Per- I don't know what you guys are talking about anymore. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I think let's we should move, move on. on. Um. Next up, we have Sari. Um, so here's the thing. I was talking to Trevor about this before, and I know it's gonna upset a lot of people. Um, but I I I am not a survivor watcher, so I don't know anything about Sari. Sari to me is just like any other house guest. Except she's not, because she's played the social a social type game four times, and not only has she played it four more than, times. More than four, yeah. More than four. Well, she's played Survivor four times, and then she literally won the traitors that was last on last summer. The traitors? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I'll show you after that. All right. I'll show you. So she's been in five social types of games. Won one of them, apparently. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, and she's clearly very good at this type of game. Corey said she got robbed. Apparently, she did get robbed in uh, <laughs> one of the seasons. So that's number one. So already a massive advantage for her. Then the craziest thing happens. Her son is also in the game. And not only is her son in the game, her son has all the rest of the information that she doesn't have. So to me, Sari is just a very bad twist. So it has caused me to almost root against her. Because again, I have no knowledge of her survivor play. I've only seen what I've seen from her on feeds and from the show over this last week. So I'm almost rooting against Sari. Unfortunately, Sari's rating, I have to give an unbiased approach. She gets a nine for me um, because she is going to win the game. And I think she's going to have above an eight probably every single week because she's been given a massive advantage. And not only is she given a massive advantage, she's good at the game. Really good. We saw, I wish they showed this, on feeds, we saw her talking with uh, Felicia and it might have been Miko. I don't remember who it was, the third person. And she was saying how they got to get an alliance of four people, and then each one of those four people should bring in one person. And the parachute alliance, the brigade, parachute alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, that's crazy. I wonder where she learned that one from. Because um, clearly she's done her homework. She understands the – she knows the I, playbook. That would probably be my preferred That would. That is the strategy. playbook. That is the playbook of it's, Big Brother right there. It's definitely one of them, yeah. It has happened multiple times and done very well. So she clearly knows like really what she's doing. And on top of that, she's a good social game player already. And her son's in the game. So I'm almost – which I know this is not popular – I'm almost rooting against her. I really am because I think she's such like this overdog to just like clearly win. Like she's such a big favorite in my eyes. So I gave her a nine. It's the highest score I have on here. And I think it's well-deserved, Trevor. All right. Um. So I have a, I have a slightly different perspective. I love Suri. She's my favorite player. I want her to win. Um. <laughs> um and yes, is, is it unfair that she's in there with her son? Yes. Do I care? Not really. Um. That's just my own bias. As far as her in the game, I think she had a really good first week. You know, she wasn't included in that original majority alliance, but 
Um, obviously, through information in part from Jared, also um, just really forming you know key social relationships uh, very quickly with Izzy, with uh, Felicia, with Hysum, um, with Bowie, with Nicole. I mean, Sari, this is this is her gift. Her gift is making tight bonds with a lot of people. Her gift is the social strategy, the social part of the game, which is, I mean, really the core of, of what Big Brother, what Survivor, what these games are all about is, you know, forming these tight bonds with people um, w- to where they kind of tr- they entrust you implicitly and that's what Sari's really good at. She's really good at talking to people, and she has already formed key relationships with a lot of these people. So even though she wasn't like in that original alliance, they were able to kind of come up with numbers pretty quickly, which is, I think, more of a survivor thing. I mean, it's important to Big Brother too, but it's it's certainly a survivor thing because in Survivor, um, they're always thinking about numbers because. You know, it's like in Big Brother, it's like you have an HOH, they nominate two people, but in Survivor, there's no HOH, right? It's it's like an immunity challenge, and then one person's safe, but then outside of that, anyone can go home, basically, on that tribe. Um, so, Sari already thinks about numbers all the time, so that's really good for her. Um, ultimately, I gave Sari an 8. I think she's in the best position in the game right now. I think that the alliance she is a part of, the professors, I would say right now has the upper hand over the family style alliance because I think their alliance is more solid. I think the people in the alliance, all seven of them, and Jared's part of it too, so really it's eight, I think do trust each other and do believe in the alliance, whereas the other side, there's really only four, maybe five of those eight people that I think believe in that alliance. So that side of the alliance has the upper hand, and I think Suri is probably best positioned uh, within this alliance. She is she's best positioned because she is closer with Felicia than anyone else. She is closer to Izzy than anyone else. She's closer to Jared than anyone else. Um, she's pretty close to Heisem. She might be closer to Heisem than anyone else. So she already has formed these social bonds, and she gets an eight for me. Yeah, she gets an eight for me as well. The only reason she's not higher is because it's only a weekend. Fair yep. enough. That's that is pretty fair. Let's keep it moving here. Next up, we have Felicia, um, who I very surprisingly thought had a pretty solid week. Um, if we look at her stats, she did fall in the hot tub once. Uh, she has broken at least four microphones, but she has been a part of many alliances, and that's way more important for Big Brother. I gave Felicia a six. I was really impressed with her play. Um, she's very close to Sari. That's a recipe for success. Um, and Sari really likes her. Um, she's gotten a part of multiple different, I think, I guess you can call them situations in terms of alliances. Um, you, you know, you see her in a final three with Jared and, and Sari, which in my opinion is the perfect final three for Sari and Jared. Oh yeah. Felicia will not like be able to play those physical competitions well at Mm -hmm. the end. Um, and she won't be winning a final three HOH. Um, but we've seen, you know, everyone likes Felicia a lot. Um, potentially even too much where it's just like, let's just put her up as a pawn like all the time. Um, but she's in a ton of alliances and I think she's done a really good job. Her social game has been very, very strong and I have given her a six. What do you think, Trevor? Um, I agree. I gave her a six as well. Um, I, I've been impressed with Felicia for sure because when we were talking about, when I was talking about Bowie earlier, I said that Bowie's very likable. 
Um, however, again, Bowie doesn't really know the game. She's not really involved in these strategic conversations. Felicia is also liked. She's liked by the entire house. Everyone loves her. Um, however, she is involved in the strategy going on. She has shown already i mean we've seen evidence we've seen evidence from her diary room sessions on the episodes of her having capabilities to play this game so i've been impressed by her and i think she's going to go pretty far and i think she could win the game i think she is likable enough i think she will well again it's a weekend but the way she's playing right now i'm seeing signs where she would have the respect she would have she would be able to win a jury vote now it depends who it's against but you know, we're only a weekend, but I, I think Felicia does have the ability to win this game for sure. I'm giving her a six. I gave her a five, and that's just because I think that uh, if you're up for pawn frequently or if you're on the block frequently, I, I just don't like to string this person along because they're pretty bad at, at like a certain type of game. I, I just don't like that part of or style of the game. Um, and I think that you've seen in past shows, you know, people have gotten pretty far, or e- far or even won off of that. And I, I, I just think the season kind of sucks after that in terms of like this person won because they didn't like the other person, or this person is so bad that they're just getting carried for someone else's benefit. So I have her at a five. Uh, yeah, she talks game. She's close with some of the top dogs, but when it really starts to get to the nitty gritty, I mean, there's zero chance she is is winning. <laughs> I disagree. I completely disagree. I, I think they're dead. Uh, yeah. she's up against Jared and Sari, there's zero chance she's winning. Yeah, but she's I there. I've been very impressed with her like ability to like evaluate situations, um, and we, that's fine. But that's only like a a quarter of the game. I, that makes her better than twelve of the players in the house. Yeah, <laughs> I think like she's right in the middle. I mean, so number one, she was only on the block the first week, yeah, so it was her being. We like, don't. She wasn't nominated. So like she. It might, it might just be one week, right? We don't know if, if it's going to continue happening. Right. And in fact, I don't think it's going to continue happening um, because she's a core member of her alliance. Um, I, I, I don't really. I mean, if the other side, like say a Jag or a Blue wins, maybe she would be the pawn. But again, I, I just don't see a situation where she's going home yeah. because she's going to be next to someone else in her alliance that's just seen as more of a threat, like a Heisem or an Izzy, for yeah, example. Yeah, that's why I don't have her rated um, that high. I don't think she offers much. She, well, she I think offers she offers a lot, a lot yeah, she in terms lot. of social, and I just think that you know a lot of people are, are really close with her. I agree. Um, I think she's made some really great relationships. And and because yes, like you're right, Josh. Like a pawn, there's always when you're a pawn constantly. That's risky. You know, you could go home at any moment. Pawns go home. That happens. But I I just think that there are a lot of people that. Um, are close to Felicia that would really go to bat for her and and kind of try to make sure that she did she, not right leave. and like that's fine um, but that's fair but like I I just because she's worse than other people is the reason you say she, to me she's I just not don't like that worse mindset. she's not worse I mean she in competition she'll probably be bad but in general in the game I don't think I, she's worse right like this isn't a this is not a, like a Victoria situation like Victoria was someone who yeah was expendable like because. No she one was no, no one was going game. out of their way yeah. to save Victoria. It was just that she's a universal pawn that we can put up next to other threats. But people didn't care really. Victoria did get the final three, but I don't think people cared if Victoria stayed. I don't think they were gonna lay their life on the line. I think people will look out for Felicia and, and really try to 
keep her because she's a viable me- member who contributes to that alliance. I, I don't think Victoria really, really did I, that. Just I to think use outs- an example outside of the two people that have a significant advantage in this game, I think she's playing the best game. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's, it's close. There's yeah. one other person I have at Maybe. a six um, that we'll get to in a little bit, but she's. I think she's done a great job this first week. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it moving along though to High Sim. Um, High Sim had an interesting week. He won POV, got a competition win under his belt. Um, and I want to point out that competition looks so hard. I would have stunk at that competition. Um, he's been a little weird in the house, though, it seems like. Uh, he's had some interesting uh, points and um, just had some weird stuff. But he is in Ceres Alliance, and that stands for something. Um, overall, I decided to give uh, High Sim a four. Um, I think, to me, his path to winning and his outlook moving forward would need to be determined off him winning a lot of competitions. And that, to me, is kind of the downside of his game. Um, I don't see him being, like, this super strong player. There's been a lot of times that, like, people have tried to, like, open up to him and talk to him, and he's, like, super, like, closed off. There's been a lot of, like... And people notice it in the house. So for me, I, I gave him a four. I, I think it wasn't a bad week for him, but to me, his game is very reliant on winning competitions. Yeah, so so with Heisem, I gave him a three and a half. Um, I think the things that are good about Heisem's game is that he's shown, I mean, he's shown some ability in competitions. He won the veto. I think he came close to, I think he did perform very well in that first competition as well. He did. He came in second. And I think in H, was he close to winning in the he's, HOH? He's finished in first or second, I believe, in, in all, in, bo- in both Yeah. Counts. Yeah. So he, he's shown an ability. And I mean, he just, he, obviously he's in shape. He looks like he, he would be good at a lot of Big Brother comps. So I could see him like, I could see potentially him being good winning at a lot of competitions. I think he could be good at every single type of and, and that's like a double-edged sword because right. if you win comps, that's very valuable. You're, you know, you're more likely to be able to save yourself, but you also are more likely to be a, be a threat. threat. Yeah. Um. And then Heisem's also, I think, so he's in the alliance that has the advantage. He has some good relationships, so that's all good. The bad thing about Heisem is that I think he's the top target for family style. I yeah. think for jag blue uh you know america matt if if well maybe not all of them but for some of them if they win hoh i think heisem might be the top target yeah um he's kind of perceived as the ringleader for that side basically um him and i think to a lesser extent izzy is kind of perceived as that so i'm worried about that for him i'm worried for him in the short term becoming a target that's the number one reason I have him as low as I do. And then other than that, just the way he he talks in certain conversations, he he definitely you you can see based on his body language, the way he's talking, you know how he you know what he thinks. You know how he feels about you, about what you're saying, just by his facial expressions, his body language. Um, Heisem, he's going to let you know how he feels. He's not going to be hidden. He's not going to be able to lie. He's going to be blunt. He's going to be honest. He's going to tell the truth, which in Big Brother, it's not that great. So it's three and a half. I just see his potential being like kind of capped. That's my big thing with him. I have him at six. Okay. Six. Okay. Okay. Give your explanation here. Uh, he's part of Ceres group, which is better than the other one. They're not going to lose. And also, I think that he has a few important relationships. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And but- he, I mean, saved himself already. 
So he True. didn't have yeah. the opportunity, like Trevor said, to do it again. Let's move along next to Izzy. Um, weird week from Izzy, Trevor. A uh, lot of ups and downs from her. Similar to Sim, in my opinion, she is completely capped. Um, she is very overbearing, very emotional, very on top of it. Um, she she is close to to Sari, and she has the ultimate trump card on Sari, which she knows the secret about her. So I would have, if she didn't know that secret, I would have probably given her a four. But because she knows that secret, I gave her a five. Um, now, here's my question to you, Trevor. I'm interested in what you had to say, because I don't know the answer. Would anyone target, uh, it's not Suri, Izzy this coming week, you think? I, I think so. I think so. I think there is a possibility for that. Yeah, I think like like a Jag HOH, Blue, just those two, for example. I think Heisem is probably the number one target, and I think Izzy might be on the block next to him as like the backup target. That would be like my, like for a Jag or a Blue HOH, that would be my guess, would be like Heisem and Izzy on the block, or maybe even like Heisem and a Pawn, but I think Izzy would be like the backup target. That would be my guess. Interesting. I'll still hold to my five. Um, I'm trying to raise her rating because she's on my team. I think I think this is a historically terrible draft for me. I'm gonna be honest. I'm already down two people. I have two left, and both of them I did not give one of them above a five. And probably Izzy, I should have rate lower than a five if we're being honest. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give my teammate the the point bump up at least. Um, and I'll give her a five. I'm I'm excited for you to give Izzy like a two here. Yeah. So I'm I'm giving Izzy a three. Um. <sighs> She's so fun to watch. I, I great TV. personally, great TV. I want her to stay in the game for a long time <laughs> <laughs> for TV purposes. I want her to stay in the game for a long time. I don't know if she will. I don't know if she will. We'll have to see. Um, the fact that she knows about the Sari and Jared secret is so interesting because it, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird predicament that Sari and Jared are in now because. Izzy is very loyal to them. She is. She's very loyal, and she, she doesn't show any indications that she's going to expose the secret. But I think if you're Sari and Jared, you kind of got to walk on eggshells. You don't want to upset Izzy. You don't want to do anything that can make her even the least bit upset at you. Do you think, though, that Izzy would ever be upset at Sari? Because Izzy just like Corey. Like, Izzy completely fangirls over her. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm really not sure. But I, I there's part of me that's been and I've been thinking about this a couple of days, the past couple of days. I think it would honestly probably benefit Jared and Sari if the other side took out Izzy. I yeah. really I really it, believe that. It honestly, I, think I think it would benefit would. them. Put the secret to bed. Like it, it actually would benefit. I think them. she is a liability, to be I, honest. I'll say this, though. I think they should do it. Um, they can't do it themselves. I think they should do it either like right before like pre-jury. Like that's I think if Izzy was the tenth person out, because for now they need the number, I think. Well, I, I like, don't, it's almost I don't like think, where I think the number is more important just I don't for think a couple they, weeks. I don't think they like they can't take her out, but like if you know someone on the other side wins it, yeah, like like definitely if you have the opportunity to get Izzy out, like I would I'd probably we'll take see. it. Um, she, uh Michael was last season, right? Yeah, Michael. He won all the competitions. Izzy yeah. is that one girl that was with Michael last year, Brittany. in my opinion. Like, just offer they are there. No, they are not. In my opinion, Michael's downfall was also her, but obviously. Michael's he, downfall was Brittany, yes. Right, and so ultimately, uh-huh. it's I feel like it's the same thing where, like, hmm. Izzy's just like, yeah, Sari, yeah, I'll go do it. Yeah, like, we'll go do this, that. And, like, she's just, like, the little puppy that will go do everything so that Sari has, you know, no blows or anything like that. Same reason why Michael was able to get as far, even though he won every comp. 
You see, I, I don't get this comparison at all because I don't think Izzy would do anything for Sari. I just think Izzy is like just so much. Like it's just like a, a ball of emotion. I, I like can see Sari having one conversation being like, oh, Izzy, like, you know what? I'm so proud that you did this. Like, I, I can't believe you've done that. And then right then and there, Izzy will be like, oh, my God, I did that for her. And she I liked it. I'm going to be able to do he, so, many more, so many more things for you, Sari. And, like, it's just going to be a walk in the park. Here, and, here's, and that's just where I think her the downfall is. Here's why I don't see the comparison. Here's why I don't see the comparison. I think Izzy is the type of person that would lead a revolution. She would have yeah. her flag it would, it would be and horrible. she would lead Against a charge. Her, she would be a very of, bad of thousands of people if she is upset about something in the you, world. You should, Josh, you haven't seen the feeds. She is so passionate about so many things. Bro, she she almost had a heart attack just telling them that her secret was safe with her when it's it's not going so. To. Like I, I do think she'll keep the secret. I, I do actually think that. But I agree with Trevor. I think it almost is more beneficial that, that she goes for for Sari and Jared. Like I, I don't think yet. I don't think like it would be good yet. But like if she could get out like at tenth or eleventh, I think that'd be so ideal for them. So, so what I was, what I was gonna say. So, so Izzy, she's leading the revolution. She's like, I'm gonna, you know, bust down your door. And I am going to tell you about why I don't like this thing. <laughs> Brittany is essentially the person that sends an email and says why she doesn't like something. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the difference between them. Um, but but, but what, what did you give Izzy, Josh? What was your rating for Izzy? A five. A five. Okay. Next up is Jag. Um, for Jag, I, I think Jag could be a real... I think he has the capability to be a really good player. I think he's in the wrong alliance. I think his alliance members are dragging him down. Um, and I think that's the issue, really, is his alliance members are not doing what's good for him. Um, so that's tough. He, I think he's trusting the wrong people, and that kind of stinks. And now he's giving away some information that's probably not in his best interest. But I, I think he is a player who... Uh, you know, is definitely thinking strategically, seems to know the game really well, and is very smart. So I, I like Jag. I didn't want to go too low on him, but his position's not great. I went with a five and a half at the end of the day because I think he is a really capable player. Um, I, I just, this alliance he's in, these people um, are not really great for his game. So Jag is my favorite player in the house so far. I love Jag. I gave him a six. I... Basically, agree with everything you said. I'm not gonna like completely echo chamber it, but I I feel like he has the potential to be so good. Uh, I'm hoping their alliance gets it together a little bit here. If they could win like an HOH or two in a row, they really will even the game out for them. Um, and I'm hoping that happens because I love Jag. Um, so he gets a six for me. I gave him a seven. Oh my god. Nice. Okay, why? I just don't think that, like Trevor said, if if. You know, if he gets out of an alliance or makes a smart move here or there, I mean, I think he's in arguably the best position. I mean, he's friendly. Doesn't seem like anyone has, like, any issue. There's no issues with him. They just know that he's a strong player. And I understand that that can be, like, a obviously negative, but I have him as a 7. Fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. I, um, I love I think Jack. he's a good player. Next up, we have Jared. Um... And look, I'm going to be short and sweet here. Jared got an eight and a half for me. I think Jared and Sari are going to have just insanely high ratings the entire season. Uh, because like I said earlier, they have been given a significant, significant advantage. Um, and Jared actually did a very good job this week. It seems like the apple didn't fall far from the tree because he seems pretty solid at the game uh, on his first go around. So eight and a half for me, Trevor. 
Um, I gave Jared a seven. Uh, so second best rating for me. Um, Jared's doing a really good job. You know, I think he, I think it's sometimes he can be a little messy, but <laughs> the crazy thing that Jared has going for him in this game that I, many players, I don't know how many players can say that they have. He literally can get real time advice on how he's playing the game. He, re- he can literally talk to Sari and she can say, she can give him tips. She can give him advice for the game. That is insanely valuable. Um, I also just think he's done a really good job socially, making a lot of relationships. He's kind of playing the middle. Um, the Family Style Alliance feels good about him. The professors feel good about him. For the most part, um, there's still a couple of people that are wary. I think like Red a couple of days ago was like wary of, oh, we can't trust Jared. He's on the he's in the alliance. Um, but overall, there's really no one targeting Jared. So he's in a really good spot overall. Um, I am curious to see what happens when it becomes fully, um, known by family style that he is literally running back all of the information to Sri and really they should already know it because Cameron told Riley that Jared knew, but apparently Riley tuned out that part of the conversation because she seems to think everything's good. I don't know, but Jared, it's a seven for me. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I have him as a six. That's because he's going to get critiqued the most for having his family in the house, ultimately. He, he's doing, no one knows he, his family's in the house. Yeah, but he's doing half the work. What I'm saying is that half of his information he's getting on how to play better isn't from himself. He's not looking in the mirror saying, what am I doing wrong? How can I change my game? It's his mom telling him what to do. It's, it's Mickey Mouse. It, it's going to get <laughs> graded harder. It's a six. Okay. Okay, it's, oh, so you're saying you're grading him harder because of that. Yeah, because think about it. Everyone else in here has to fight for themselves, think for themselves, do everything, every well, decision, everything they say, everything they think, everything they do. Okay? Like you said, Cerise played this type of social game four or five times. Uh, also, I think it's a negative for Jared because if anyone figures out that Jared and Sari are related, they're going to know who the who the rat in the in the house is, and that's Jared. Yeah, but we, we have to act with giving him ratings and that. We have to act like that's not... Well, that's how I'm acting. Happening. That's how I am. Well, it didn't happen this past week. But, but it, that's it could. It. And that's and and and, and, and what sucks like, is that and what sucks know, is if that's Jared, really and what happen. sucks is if that's Jared's downfall. It it's not well, on him. Would, it's on Sari. No, it'd be on both of them. It'd be on both of them. Because it's it's not only is it obviously an advantage, but it's such a disadvantage. You know what? You know what? My utopian hope is for this season. That they both get put up on the block at the same time? No, so I, I, I want Sari to win. I, I've, I, I think I've kind of made that clear. I, I want Sari to win the game. She's my favorite player. Really? However... I didn't know from last week either. <laughs> however, I want a situation where we're at like final seven, final eight, and Izzy, for whatever reason, is on the block. She's the target. She she's, goes rogue. She's, go, she's going home. Like It's like final seven. She's going home. And she, on the way out the door exposes the secret of Suri and Jerry. Or if she does it like as she gets evicted, she stands as up. She's she like, evicted. hey guys, by the way, yes. here's this. See ya. As she gets it, she's walking out the door and she yeah. says the secret. Yeah. 
And I, I just want to see what unfolds. I, I want that. So I mean, bad. you saw what happened when when Kirsten was told she had, she was clueless. I mean, obviously she wasn't that great of a player anyway. But like she, you saw like she was shocked on the uh, on apparently. The, the other okay, day. wait, can we talk about that real quick? Because it did not happen how she said. I don't it. know what she was. What talking do you mean? About, to be honest I, with you, I I went back and I was looking up tweets and I was trying to review whatever she was talking about. It did not go down how she talked about it. What are you talking about? The it's, part where Kirsten said yeah. like, oh, someone said like a nickname. And then uh, no 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 I'm talking about how Kirsten was like surprised like I want I, know, I, I want right. everyone's reaction so she like was that not surprised. after that I'm talking about the initial reaction she was right like, that's what I'm talking about I like, wanted to like talk her about what she the, said her that. and the crowd simultaneously were like oh like that's what I want I, for sure but, I want to yeah. talk I'm talking about where like when after she said that Kirsten said that there was a conversation where yeah um Jared said like a nickname for him and then um. I get she claimed that she put two and two together. No, no, no. She claimed that Sari said, Oh, I nicknamed my son that as yeah, well. That yep. is not how that happened, and Kirsten lied. That's, yeah, I was I was Did you what did you see specifically about it? Because I just saw people I, say that's I, how it happened. I didn't see anything. When Kirsten said that, I was like, wait, really? I, I didn't look into it, but I was like, uh, I don't remember I don't recall this. Um, but okay, maybe. I don't know. Granted, feeds would have been down at this time. Yeah, like I don't know. Like may, may yeah, the feeds would have been on this true. So like maybe she's telling the truth. I really have no idea. It to be seems to me like that was not exactly how it went down. Like it was, yeah, it was a little right. bit of a fib. R- regardless, anyway, yeah. regardless, I, I, at this point, no, no one's finding out that this is a secret unless Izzy, yeah. unless Izzy exposes it. That's the only way that this is getting. That exposed. will be the only time, or they yeah. slip up. But I, I just don't think they're gonna slip up. Yeah, I think they're, they're both gonna, they're capable enough. Um, in terms of gameplay to not slip up, it's gonna, it's gonna come down if Izzy ever shares it. Yeah, which is why I think ideally she gets voted out in a way that she can't say anything for them. I do agree with that. Next up here, we have Matt. Um, So Matt kind of had a little bit of a quiet week. Um, I think in terms of a physical threat, I mean, he's clearly, he has some physical capabilities. He's in um, in an alliance. He's not in the alliance, but he's in an alliance. Um, And he probably, would, would anyone target Matt this coming week? Uh, no, I don't think so. So for that reason, I gave him a five and a half. Um, I, I think if, if, if he was being targeted by someone, it definitely would be lower, which makes sense. I don't think he played a bad week. And I don't think he played a great week. So I think a five and a half seems reasonable for him. Yeah, I gave Matt a five. I'll keep this pretty short. I think people like Matt and they feel good about him. He's in the, uh, you know, the five person lines, the handful. So he's, he's part of it. I think Matt's biggest disadvantage is that, you know, with his um, hearing disability kind of, I don't think people are really going out of their way to accommodate him and really make sure that he's part of their conversations. And I think that's just a disadvantage that just, you know, it, it's going to hurt. It, it already has affected Matt in the game because in group conversations, I mean, from my knowledge, it's kind of hard like he's like he's able he said he was able to read lips and stuff but if people like if i'm talking to you guys right and i'm not looking at you guys i'm looking to this other person that's like over here it's hard to see what you're yeah. saying just if, <laughs> if, like, if i can't hear if you i'm like if i'm not looking if we're in a group conversation it's there's tough. like and there's like right. six of us and i'm not looking at you guys directly i'm looking at another person it's it's hard for you to read my lips right so there's a lot of situations like that which just inherently is going to make it tougher matt so we'll see i i hope that I, it doesn't really seem like the house guests are doing that great a job to try to go either way to help matt hopefully that changes and they do um but you know it's just kind of 
uh, uh, an unfortunate reality that's going to hurt his game. I put him in six. Okay. Some, a half higher than Brandon for similar reasons, but I think that uh, he's ultimately not like a huge threat or target yet. So yeah, cool. He's quite decent too. He hasn't been bad. Next up is Miko. This would have been my number one overall pick. Uh, interesting week for Miko. She's on the correct side of the house, but is she like super intertwined? I don't know. It's she's probably towards the middle of that alliance, which isn't a bad place to be. I definitely see her making at least jury. Um, I gave her a five. I don't think this was like a great week or a bad week for her as well. Um, I also don't think anyone's really going to target her next week. Um, I, I, I feel like the outlook for her is pretty decent. So it's a five for me, Trevor. Yeah. So I gave her a six. Um, she hasn't been super active overall, but she, you know, everyone seems to like her. She's making some good relationships, uh, you know, with Sari, um, with, Actually, I think her and Corey were talking for a little while. So she has a pretty good relationship with Corey, has a good relationship with Sari, with Felicia. Um, so she's making some good connections. I, I just think like she could be a little bit more active. But from the little I have seen from Nicole, she hasn't made any errors. Like she's doing well. I just think that she needs to be a little more, more active. But I, for, from everything I've seen... I think she fully could be a, a really good Big Brother player. I really do. Um, it's, it's week one, but I just, um, from what I've seen, I think she's very smart, and I just have a belief in her that she is a, a really capable player. So I gave her a six. Um, I think in the coming weeks, we'll, we'll kind of see more evidence of her being a good player because I haven't seen her really make any mistakes so far. Yeah, I gave her a four. Just because I didn't see much of anything, like, which is fine, but, like, I've kind of, like, am waiting for that moment from her, where, like, you saw Felicia, like, early on, like, was like, okay, like, she might not be the greatest player, but then you see, like, with you guys saying, like, she's turning that, like, her mental game and, like, social skills have been really good to make up for that. I just, Nicole's doing fine in terms of like just laying low doing her thing, but I'm waiting for that moment for her to, you know, show what she's going to bring to a team or a group more than just, uh, you know, another number. Mm -hmm. Next up, second last name we got on here is Red. I firmly believe Red is an industry plant. This is my conspiracy theory of the season. I don't think he's really done anything in the game, right? Like he's pretty much done nothing. Um, I, I think over the past couple of days, he's done some stuff, but he's one of the more, you know, less active players. I guess he, he's not very active and it just seems like he has a lot of funny sound bites. Um, red got a four for me towards the bottom, but uh, you know, more along the lines of just like, he hasn't done a ton. Um, and I don't think he's really aligned well with anyone. Um, so that's kind of a negative for him. So it's a four for me. Yeah. I gave him a three, um, on one of the, on like the first or second day, of the season he basically said like it's too early to talk game which is like it's stupid i don't understand it um i think now he's starting to talk game and he has some good relationships um he was seemed to be close with cameron he he was included in the professor so he's part of the alliance and he's not a target right now so that's good for him um but i i haven't really seen much of, from him in terms of game i think he's just kind of at the bottom of this alliance and maybe he'll be strung along a little bit but i haven't I just haven't seen any signs of him being a good player so far, so I couldn't go too high. It's a three. Yeah, I have him as a three as well, and even though he is on my team, I think he's one of these players that uh, will 
make an obvious error like easily and, and get caught out for it. I mean, that's unfortunate for my team, but uh, like you were saying, Trevor, not really that active. Um, Brandon thinks he's an industry, uh, industry plant, which just means he's another uh, reason why he could be going out earlier because, oh, he's going out at the beginning of the season and no one really cares that much. No one will really remember him except for a, a, a clip here or there. So three. Last up, we have the former HOH now, Riley. Um, so, Trevor, you know, I'll let you start this one off. All right. So I gave Riley a four. Um, her HOH wasn't the best. Again, she, you know, whether it's unfair or not, she's perceived as kind of the head of this alliance in a way, which means that she, she's she going to be is the head. Like, I don't think it's that unfair. I think, I mean, I think Jag is, he was, the, I mean, he kind of put this thing together and sort of, um, I, I would say Jag more. I'll so say is, this, but... at least the conversations that we saw that seemed like the major ones on the show, she mm-hmm. was spearheading. I mean, them. she's involved in it for sure. I, I just think that, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird to me how some people are like, Oh, Riley's this big threat. Like, is she, is she, is she really a threat? I don't really think so. Um, but yeah, so it's a four for Riley. I think she certainly did not handle Rachel the best, I think initially it seemed like it was going okay, but again, it just comes back to the alliance, right? Like everyone knows about her alliance, um, and and now they're gonna be either gunning for her or her close alliance members. It seems like so it's kind of tough. So I gave Riley a four and a half. Uh, her HOH week started off not too bad. Seemed like it was the perfect scenario for her, and then she just played super sloppy. Um, so it bumped her down half a point. Um, from an average week to a not-so-great week for me. Um, and potentially, depending on who wins uh, HOH, she very well could be leaving the house. Uh, so not great for her. I kept her at a 4.5 because she is in an alliance, and if they do win, she's definitely going to be safe. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a semi-decent amount of people that would, would, would be on her side. And she does have people really in her corner, for example, Jag, uh, that mm-hmm. we all love. So four and a half for me. For a lot Josh, of those reasons, that's why I gave her a seven. I think second you need to, highest rated player. Josh, you need to reevaluate. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I don't you have do. to reevaluate anything. It's my. Re- is it yours? You got to reevaluate how yours? you evaluate players. Is it? Is it your draft? <laughs> if and like, is it your ratings? If like eight, is it your ratings, win, Adam Schefter? If if like eight people win, she's going home. But if eight Maybe. people don't win, she oh. isn't going home. No, it's probably not even eight. I think she, the reason I have her there is I think she's one of the only people in the house, which there's not many of in, in a lot of seasons, that will be able to defend and fight for herself. I think Kirsten gave absolutely zero fight, zero. She gave yeah, nothing. I think I think Riley has the ability to change people's mind with uh, what she does. I think that she has a, a ton of people in her corner that would go to bat for her, and I think that uh, a lot of people don't necessarily have that. No matter how good or bad her HOH week was, she got strong connections with people, and a lot of people didn't. She has at least a few people that are definitely behind her. A lot of people don't. So I have her at a seven. That's a wild high, high, high risk, high reward. All right. Well, Josh, I'm happy that you are on giving rankings this week because uh, you had a lot of wild ones. I had a lot of uh, fun. That, uh, that's what Charlie, I had. What, do you, what did you think about the rankings today? What, you, what were your final thoughts here? It's always fun, you know? It's always I fun. I bring a different perspective, um, I told you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I didn't say it was good. I said it was interesting. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. Look, we'll wrap it up there for today because this podcast has run super-duper long here. Thank you all so much for listening. We will be back next week, most likely next Saturday will be the recording day. 
uh, for us. It'll be out on Saturday. So definitely stay tuned for that. I know all of you will miss me and enjoy Ben next week. I will miss you, Joshy. I will miss you. Um, of course, go check out the website, thesmallballers.com, so you can stay up to date with all of our podcasts. We will have another 5 Seconds of Fame podcast episode coming out Saturday the 12th uh, on um, Oppenheimer, which will be really exciting. Um, but yeah, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.